to the right. Mariota drops. Steps up. He can run a long way. 
Yeah. You've got at tight end position, Jeff Swain listed ahead of Anthony Ferkser, um, which, which is I, rubbish, by the way. Yeah, rubbish. obviously. <laughs> but I mean, that can sometimes come down to the fact that even though he's listed number one tight end, he's actually going to be there mainly for blocking, and Ferkser is our number one attacking, catching the ball tight end. Sure. Because with yeah. the tight end position, it is obviously different down to what your abilities are. Um, I agree, Ferkser is our number one tight end, um, but that's when it comes to offensive catching and running rather than offensive blocking. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, the other one, right tackle, um, where it's not, unlike every other position in the format of this, it's not listed in, well, it is listed in order, uh, but it's not in the same way. Like you don't have, it's not, it's a slash rather than a new column. Um, David Questenbury slash Ty Sambrello slash Kendall Lamb. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not that enamoured with any of them. Obviously, it's given me it's given me heart palpitations. It's given me heart palpitations, and I, I I don't know if I can look at that right tackle spot and take it seriously at the moment. Um, Questenbury is is never a starting right tackle in this league, and the fact that one thing we've not talked about is they've obviously just restructured Julio's deal to free up some cap space. I'm really hoping it's to fill that position. Not that I know who's going to fill it. Uh, I mean, we had a perfectly good person to fill it before. But we won't we won't talk about that again. Um, that yeah, I mean, you look from the top down on 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 the on the depth chart. You're like Julio, great tight end. Still think we're a bit light. Obviously, everyone knows my love for Ferkser, but outside of that, it does feel like we've regressed a little bit there. Taylor Lewan, great if he can stay healthy. Um, Saffold, Jones, Davis, all pretty reliable. And right tackle, just uh, start sweating and getting sweaty palms and feeling generally quite sick just looking at it. So I'm, I'm really hoping there's a move that J-Rob's got up his sleeve to, to get us out. What I think could become a bit of a mess. I don't know much about Kendall Lamb. I've not seen enough of him really, but I've seen enough of Question Bruin and Sambrello to say neither of them are starting right tackles in the NFL. I mean, there's there's always your meme if Sambrello comes in. And we'll never tire that. It's, it's, uh, we won't. I mean, everyone else will. But... Um, <laughs> It's never well received, to put it that way. All right, what about receiver? Chester Rogers listed ahead of Josh Reynolds, which you were probably expecting um, based on what we've seen. Um, yeah, but... this, is, this is PK's unofficial depth chart, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, let's not go there. Um, but <laughs> this is Jim Wyatt's unofficial depth chart, just to be clear. Yeah, Chester Rogers, he's also going to be returning kicks and punts, I would say. He's listed ahead of Batson there. I mean, they may share that. Might be that Batson returns kickoffs, Rogers returns punts. I don't, I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, not not too many other shocks. I, I did see a tweet from Miles. You mentioned obviously celebrating the the name again, um, racing with math. Um, but Rob Langley um, came out with this morning. He was like, "How have I missed this?" We've, I, and I, I'm sorry, Rob. Um, <laughs> how have I missed this? Jack Rabbit Jenkins. How have we signed a player with that kind of name? And <laughs> I sort of replied and said, I was gonna say, yeah, that's not the one on his birth certificate, Rob. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's Janoris Jenkins. Yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> but in his defence, they have said that he's made it official. And I don't get how far he's made it official. For oh, all we know, he has legally changed his name. Because they, t- they were talking about it on uh, GMFB. They were saying, they said, Janoris Jenkins, now officially Jack Rabbit Jenkins. So 
For all I know, he's legally changed it because they've made it official. Oh, I, mean, I want that he, to be true. I want he that got, to be and true. And he so got much. in before Harry could call his own child Jack Rabbit. I mean, that's just that's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> I will that's... do some very quick uh, unofficial research while we're talking just to double check on how official he is now Jack Rabbit. Well, that that makes sense. It did seem it didn't really twig, but if Jim's got him listed as Jack Rabbit Jenkins, I. <laughs> Who, official, who, who are we to question Jim Wyatt for putting in Jack Rabbit here? I mean, I mean, Jim I would would s- never use a nickname otherwise, would he? No, no, he's, he's, he's straight down the line as Jim. Um, I agree. The only thing I would say in this, the defensive one actually surprised me a little bit more. I think having Molden behind Chris Jackson, even Weaver behind Adam Yee, how you pronounce that, Caleb Farley behind Borders, it feels like they're just protecting the rookies a little bit they're kind of I don't know if I don't personally see these guys as third choice of their positions I mean Farley's obviously first round pick overall and they're going to ease him in this year I'm pretty sure due to his injury concerns but I mean it feels like they have definitely done that with quite a few of the rookies I mean even Dylan Radzens is another one as well that I mean I thought was going to come in at tackle and is now backup guard to, to Nate Davis so Feels like they're definitely protecting the the younger players in the early stages. Um, it's only really Monty Rice that's ahead of a head of a veteran in that regard, and that's because Zubna is a very much special teams player. So yeah, it's yeah. When you scan it, they've obviously I, they've underlined the rookies, um, but no, there aren't any rookies in that first column at all no, on the whole thing. So no. yeah, and you think oh yeah, Caleb Farley in the third column, as you say. So. We'll see how that pans out. I think it's going to be fluid on defence, particularly. And and also, you don't want to give give all your game away. You don't want to say too much about certain things. Um, no, I don't, I don't even think Shane Bowen knows really what's going to be happening in week one when it comes to defence. <laughs> no one knows what to expect. Mike Brabel hasn't told him yet, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have had a little look. Uh, apparently, uh, Jack Rabbit does not like his first name, Janoris. So he's asked the team, can they not call him Janoris? Even at times when reporters call him Janoris, he's jumped in and said, the name's Jack Rabbit. So legally, uh-huh. he has not changed it. He just doesn't like Janoris. Is this a bit like yeah. Gregory Kett not liking the name Gregory and insisting on Greg? It's, it's... <laughs> it's, Gre- it's Gregoire. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> oh, I, I, what? That's, that's great, though. He's, he's Jack Rabbit. And if that's the name he wants to be called, then that's good with me. I mean, if he, if he intercepts at least two or three passes this Sunday, I'll, I'll call him whatever he wants. Couldn't give him monkeys. Yeah, but if he blows <laughs> a coverage, then he's Janoris again. That's he's, how it's yeah, go. absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. It's like it's basically when he's been a bad boy before naming him. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, so let's look ahead to. Well, actually, before we move, before we move on to the Cardinals, Greg, you you mentioned about the the Coolio, Coolio, Julio cap shift. That was nearly Coolio jap shift. That's a whole other world. Um, Don't Google that, kids. No, no, that's a, that's a gangster's paradise. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, uh, that, this is all staying in. This is fine. Um, 100%. Yeah. So, is it eleven million has been shifted? Um, by reclassifying some of his deal, uh, the guy's only just arrived. Um, that's that's all fine. So, but it's, it suggests the move is is coming. 
It's going to be interesting to see where that move's coming because, I mean, right tackle is an obvious need, but I can't see who the Titans realistically. I mean, are we going to trade for someone or who, who's in? I'm not sure who's in the open market in that position that's going to be any better than who we've already got. Can we trade for um, Dennis Kelly? Well, yeah, I think that ship might have, <laughs> ship might have sailed, and that's what well, that's what PK also said about Pruitt. So, yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. I think there's 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 obviously a plan. I mean, why else would you free up 11 million of cap space unless you had an idea of you know that you want to make a move of some sort? But what that move's going to be, I think, is is very much. I don't think anyone really has a clue. And to be, to be honest with you, it'll be interesting to see it play out over the next. I'm assuming if they're making the move now, before Sunday, maybe who knows? Maybe not to say that that person, whoever it is, will then go and start on Sunday, but. Certainly expecting something over the coming days or, or next week or so. It's a very strange move to make unless you had something out of your sleeve. It was weird that, I mean, I, I didn't see the, I assume the team have announced it, but I, I saw it in a thread about other players. So the Cowboys have done it with, I think, Dak and the Saints might have, have restructured a deal and there's some, someone else, I think. So, but yeah, just a general sort of, oh, this is a bit of admin for this week. We'll release all this news. Um, but it does it does suggest going a bit more all in for this season, um, which which I think is you know, it, it's the same vibe as we've had from a lot of the off season moves. To be honest, when you look at that depth chart. There's not that is a very much win now depth chart when you look at the players that that we've got in there and the deals that some of those players are on and the age some of those players are approaching. I think that is yes, there's good young talent in here absolutely but there are definitely players that big decisions will need to be made talk about Rashawn Evans I think we talked about this in a previous podcast you know there's a decision that's going to have to be made there pretty soon he's not the only one there'll be others too but it does feel like this year is is the year they're going to they're going to go for it and to be honest with you the AFC in the way that it is you kind of you have to fancy your chances and not to say there's no you know there are good teams in the AFC but you know this year of all years you know, if we can get to a championship game, I fancy I do fancy us to compete a lot more than we did probably two two years ago in that AFC championship game when we were pretty banged up, uh, especially in secondary. So if we can keep the majority of our players healthy, you know, you've got to fancy us to be there or thereabouts. Watch us go and completely screw the season up now, I've said that. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those ones. I think this is a depth chart, apart from a couple of positions and I've yeah, I can't keep looking at right tackle. I'm literally getting heart palpitations. It, it draws your eye, doesn't it? it yeah, yeah, that is. I mean, there are some definitely some weaknesses, but that offense, the, the skill players we've got on the offense right now is there's not many teams that have that level of skill, in, in my opinion. Yeah, we're not we're not going to be dull, even for the usual Titans naysayers, and um, they're going to enjoy watching us. <laughs> So, week one and the Arizona Cardinals, Miles and I spoke to Tom from the British Bird Gang podcast earlier, and this is what he had to say. Tom from the British Bird Gang, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks, thanks for having me on. Yeah, an ab- absolute pleasure. Um, Miles is with me as well. Um, yeah, we're just going to have a, a chat about the Titans' week one opponents, the Arizona Cardinals. I nearly called you Phoenix. What was, what was in my head just then? I'm in 1988 suddenly. Um, yeah. Well, f- firstly, um, you know, how how do you feel the 
the Cardinals off season has gone. Are you feeling bullish for your your chances in 2021? Yeah, I mean, like obviously we had the final preseason game cancelled, which isn't ideal when you've got guys fighting for the final few spots on the roster. But like, yeah, I think we've got a decent roster put together from the 53 that we've got. You know, we've got decent on their practice squad. And we just have to wait for games to begin. And we can see if we can match up to the potential that we think we've got. I guess a lot of the potential is down to your number one, who's coming into his third year, Kyler Murray. Um, I I mean, I, I'm still... Oh, I, do I have to make my mind up about about something? Um, but you're going to know a lot better than I am. Um, how's, how do the Cardinals feel about the guy that is their franchise quarterback. Um, is he the guy for the long-term future? I'd like to think so, yeah, because obviously he came in his first year and won the offensive rookie of the year. Second year, he improved even more and got to the Pro Bowl. And even starting the season off in MVP candidacy, like as an MVP candidate. So, yeah, year three, hopefully he takes that leap and, you know, as opposed to just being like the first four weeks or so where he's in the MVP candidates, then hopefully it's like the whole season. Because, you know, he's definitely got the weapons around him now, just up to Cliff to call the right plays and Kyle to produce what he can. Excellent. So you 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 definitely feel like the team, well, the, the offense certainly, but the team in general is on its way up. So we, we were eight and eight last year. So knocking on the door for the playoffs potentially. Yeah, well, I mean, last year we had a chance at making the playoffs, but we dropped those last two games against the Niners and the Rams, and both of them were using backup quarterbacks. So, obviously, if we can stop doing that this year and, you know, make it into the playoffs, who knows what happens when you get there? I guess the the trouble is the NFC West looks a, a difficult division to win. I, see, I could see, well, four teams that could could have winning records um, so yeah, it could be it could be tough unless all three wild cards come from your division. That would be, I mean, it is possible, isn't it, with the additional like set is seven teams in the playoffs now, so it's definitely <laughs> doable. But I'm not sure how likely it is because it needs like probably two teams in one of the other divisions to like have losing records or like whatever eight and eight or something like that, and like have the like four teams in the West with like winning records. So I'm sure it's doable, but whether it happens is another matter. Maybe maybe just finish ahead of a, a couple of the other teams in the division if you can. Um, so, yeah, for the your offense then, um, lots of lots of weapons, as you say. Um, we were delighted with the Hopkins trade last year. Um, I can't believe the that you managed to get him for as little as you did from the Texans. Um, obviously, the the price we've got to pay is we've now got to face him and a certain guy on defence um, by the name of, of JJ Watt, who, Miles, I know uh, that's, been, that's been something very much on your mind. Yeah, I can't quite decide if, uh, if he's had his moment or if he's going to suddenly become revitalised in a new area. I think he almost took on too much pressure with everything that was happening in Houston in the end, not just on the football field, but I think because of how much he'd done for that uh, area. I'm wondering now he's moved on, whether or not he's actually going to find some more form or if we found that actually he's 
coming towards the end of his career where we're not going to notice much from him. I was wondering how he's probably looked in preseason. Has he done much uh, training and getting involved? Well, he spent most of the preseason on the physically unable to perform list, and like he's been activated for probably like two weeks now. So he's not really done too much on the practice field, but he's been there, been around the team and all that. And he obviously didn't play in preseason, which I didn't think he would anyway. Yeah, but yeah, yeah you know, as long as he's ready for week one and he can get to Tan Hill a few times, we won't complain. <laughs> Um, how do you feel about the the defense and your ability to stop the Titans, um, both on on the ground and and in the air? Where do you think the the wins and or yeah, I say I say wins and losses, or you know, what I mean, with how do you how do you feel that's going to go on Sunday? I mean, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? Because obviously you've got like Derek Henry, who's arguably like the best running back in the league. And then you've also got AJ Brown and Julio Jones at wide receiver. So, like, if we stop one of them, then we have to stop the other two. You know, it's going to be a good, interesting game to see what Vance Joseph does. But I think obviously he's better prepared to stop Derek Henry than we are to maybe stop the two wide receivers, given our questions at cornerback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's almost a bit unfair that you have to try this first in my eyes um where you haven't you won't have seen other defenses try and, and deal with the the threats that the titans have um on the other hand um yeah with with murray with hopkins and some you know, some other receivers i mean aj green's a pickup i mean whether he whether he's still got it we don't know um but obviously a big big name um are you confident that you're going to put up plenty of points yourself I'd like to think so, yeah, because like you say, we've got the we've got Hopkins, we've got AJ Green, Christian Kirk might turn up if we're lucky. And we've got Rondale Moore, he's looked excellent in preseason. Yeah. Hopefully he carries that on into the actual games, you know, and becomes another threat for Kyle Murray to use. And also there's Andy Isabella. Obviously, like he's not done too much since we drafted him in the second round, but there's always that chance he's able to do something now he's actually on the roster. Sure, sure. Um, what about the ground game? So it's, it's pretty much Chase Edmonds and, and James Connor, which is an interesting pickup as well. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, Chase Edmonds has been here for, I think it's be his fourth year now. And he's one who's like, he always seems to work better when he's like part of a committee. So with yeah. James Connor like taking maybe the short yardage and goal line stuff, can have Chase Edmonds on first down, second down in the passing game, and of course it's also Carlo Murray who can use his like. Oh yeah, yeah, we are. We're definitely worried about that. Um, that's not not been an easy thing for strong defenses in the league to stop, and the Titans arguably didn't or still don't have one of those. Yeah, I, I could see a high scoring game. Um, full stop. I mean, if you, if you, well, dare I say, if you want to predict how it's how it's going to go, um, what sort of scoreline would you say? Well, I mean, I had to do this on our podcast the other night, so I'll stick with the same score I went with on there, which was thirty-one twenty-seven to Arizona. I mean, I think we pretty much always pick Arizona to win, so not that surprising. I mean, if you, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Par for the course, isn't it? I mean, we're we're all going to pick the Titans to win. Uh, if if we didn't, um, in 
such a well, a really mouth-watering game, actually. I think a lot of neutrals are going to enjoy this one. Um, but yeah, we've we've got to believe in our teams, don't we? Um, Miles, I think you said something like uh, there'd be there'd be seventy points. It's just a case of how many, <laughs> which which team gets what share of them. Yeah, it's 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 almost like like you said. I think for for neutrals of the game, they'll happily sit and watch this game and watch the hour-long version. It has all the potential of being a shootout. Both teams have start well. Players on defense have the potential of making star plays, but it's almost which team gets exhausted from scoring touchdowns on the other. It has that sort of feel about it. So, uh, how how do you feel, Tom, going forward for the season of Arizona in terms of how you feel you'll actually do come dare I say February time, but what sort of are you expecting from the Cardinals this year? But, you know, like, obviously, we started at the bottom with Cliff Kingsbury when he took over from Steve Wilkes after we had, like, three and 13 season. So, like, year one, there was progress. Going into year two, there was progress as well. So, this is year three of Cliff Kingsbury. I'm just hoping for more progress, really, and hopefully make it into the playoffs. I know we've got, like, a tougher schedule than we had last year. I think we've got a better roster compared to last year. So hopefully that can be like the final step, make it into the playoffs and then it's a lottery, really. Okay. well, after this week, we'll obviously wish you all the best with that. Um, That goes without saying. Um, Before you go, can you give us or give our listeners a name that we won't necessarily know of or expect um, that we should look out for or that could be a threat? I mean, that, that is a tough one because obviously the obvious names are like Buda Baker. He'll be there to disrupt and hopefully stop Derrick Henry. Saving Collins as well. It'll be his first game in the league. So he'll be, obviously, everyone will be hoping he can acclimate straight away and maybe stop Henry in the backfield a few times. So no, that's obviously difficult to do. I'm going to say Marco Wilson because he's a guy who's spent in preseason, apparently, he's been like really impressive to the coaches and all that. To the to the point where apparently that's one of the reasons why Mark is it Mark, Malcolm Butler, yeah, apparently that's yeah. why he retired due to him maybe not getting the playing time because of the performance of Wilson. So, you know, if that's true or not, we don't know. But yeah, I'm going to say Marco Wilson. He's going to have like a really tough like entrance to the league facing either Brown or Green. Not Brown. Getting confused now. J- Jones, Brown yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jones, yeah. <laughs> too many, too many AJs in this game. It um, is. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting shout. That, that that position I would look at with, with Malcolm Butler retiring. Um and I don't yeah, I mean I hope everything's all right with him by the way. We obviously love him. Um but yeah that is a perceived position of weakness. So interesting that you You've brought someone up there. Um, oh, hopefully he's got his work cut out, um, but we will certainly look out for him. I hope we don't notice him, obviously, um, unless it's uh, blown coverages and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks ever so much for your time, Tom. Um, where can people catch your... I mean, you have... There's a British Bird Gang podcast, in fact. Um, well, you tell us about it. Yeah, well, we have the British Bird Gang podcast. The- the British Bird Gang Breakdown podcast, which we do every single week of the 2021 20, season, they're hoping to anyway, yeah. like we have done for the past five, six, maybe a bit longer. So, yeah, 
is out there. We're also on Twitter a lot at British Beer Gang, which is mainly where you'll find us. Yes, quite an active active Twitter feed with uh, an an impressive following. Um, it's a a good Cardinals community here in the in the UK and, and presumably Europe as well, um, which is which is really good to see. Um, yeah, thanks thanks again. All the best from as I say from week two onwards. Um, enjoy the game on Sunday. Cheers, thanks for having me. So, um, some thoughts about our week one opposition from ourselves. Um, Miles, you, well, you admitted before we started recording that you'd done a bit of research on the Cardinals. So, um, share it with us because you've done more work than me already. Well, normally I sort of get my uh, fantasy head on quite soon where I start swatting up on every team so that I can attack the fantasy waiver wire. Um, obviously, Rondell Moore's been a name that's been mentioned all off-season as the new sort of popular speedster player that teams are starting to uh, get. But his name's not Racy, so I don't know if he's going to be quicker <laughs> than Racy McMath. But, um, yeah, I was having a look through the... Um, well, I started with defence because, obviously, I thought they're going to be down a couple of cornerbacks potentially. They're waiting for game-time decisions on a couple of players, which could make the difference, I feel. Um, Buda Baker... I think as a solid safety in this league, I think he's got a good reputation for what he's been doing for a few years. I mean, the, the front of their offense is a bit questionable. I mean, if you're wanting to raise money and sort of be a nice guy, then they've got JJ Watt. Whether or not you can get to the quarterback anymore is another matter. But, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like the fear that we used to have twice a no. year with JJ Watt. It's not it's nowhere near as effective these days. I mean, he'll still be he'll be a huge presence for them. And he'll probably lift other players around him. But no, no, he'll, I, he'll, sell, he'll sell tickets, but I don't think he'll be very functional. I think he'll be on a par with Clowney now in terms of ability between the two ex-Texan players. Um, Chandler Jones, I still think, is a very good player in the league. And then Isaiah Simmons was a, an early draft pick a couple of years ago, who towards the end of the last year actually started showing a bit of potential. So on defence, they've got a few players that can sort of affect the game. I don't class them as game wreckers where you have to plan too much for them. Um, it'll be interesting to see what side what does line up on after us talking about the right tackle um, because mm-hmm. I do have a theory that normally what plays out on the left-hand side so that could be a friendly matchup um, depending how that goes. Uh, Offensively... That, that's why Jeff Swain is right alongside the Oh, well, <laughs> the exactly. Right that's like, Swain's going to be sticking to that right tackle like glue. Um Everyone knows about the trade that they got for DeAndre Hopkins, which still should have been banned to this day because it was just unbelievable how they managed to pick him up for what they got him for. And Kyler Murray has wheels and has a good arm. So outside of that, though, I mean, I think AJ Green's passed it. And I think Christian Kirk, again, is another speedster that I think we should be able to handle with our our DBs. So I I thought I'd, uh, I'd be worried after I saw names like Buda Baker and stuff, but I thought about it a little bit more and thought, actually, come to think of it, we're, we're still, I think, far too much offensively for them to be able to to cope. If some of their players were back a few years ago and their prime, I would have been a bit more worried, but I think they're a bit... Um, we, we were saying, like, there's no real rivalry with the Cardinals, so I don't want to throw any shade at them or anything like that, but they're not very threatening, is the way I'll word it, and hope it stays that way. <laughs> Greg, what sort of game do you expect? Um... I mean, but based on this evidence, you would think it would be reasonably high scoring. Um, through the air more than on the ground, would that be fair? Actually, I, I think I was 
just flicking through and there was, I can't remember what TV show was on, on NFL, Sky NFL, but they're talking about how I think the Cardinals ranked 22nd on rush defense last year and giving up pretty much 200 yards a game. I think it was all just under 200 yards a game, I think, in, in rushing, which less than, I might, might be slightly less than that. But anyway, nevertheless, I do think Henry will probably get some joy. Um, but I think this is, this is I, I, I kind of agree with you, Miles. I don't think the issue is going to be offensively. I think the issue is going to be how can we stop Kyler Murray? Because he is, uh, he's a bit like Lamar Jackson. In, in, he's got a bit of an unpredictability to him. He's got a better arm than Jackson. So he can make plays, probably you know, throwing plays certainly a lot more than, than Jackson. But he also, he does have wheels. And this defence uh, is obviously onto a, a new scheme. I think it's going to be a lot more man coverage. Um, so whether he ends up getting out of the pocket, I just don't know. I've got this visions of already of third and 24s and him just running through and converting it and me getting incredibly angry for some reason, but that's just the negative side of me. So I think it is going to be very much of how we can keep Kyler Murray moving sideways and not forwards. And that's what we did really well, not necessarily last year against Lamar, but in previous games against players like Lamar and players like Kyler Murray is where you don't want him to get out of the pocket and, and pick up you know, easy seven, eight, ten yard gains, um, and just keep moving, moving the sticks. You want, you really want to keep him moving sideways, make him throw the ball. He's got weapons to, to receive them, but with a new defensive scheme, I think a lot more man coverage. I think you'd fancy us. I mean, yeah, look, Hopkins, we know the talent he is. Kirk, I think, is a good player. Outside of that, obviously, Rondell Moore is his early stages. So, how much of an opportunity he gets is is to be seen. How whether they ease him in or not. Outside of that, I'm not overly worried. Like you said, AJ Green, I don't. It's not the same player as he once was. Isabella's not not the best receiver either. So I think it is all about stopping Kyler Murray and and making making sure that we only move him sideways and not let him go and break off into big games with his feet because he we know he can do that. Yeah. Are you conf- you confident about a win? I can't see us outscoring. The, I, I can't see them outscoring us. Sorry, I, I just think that they they will put points on the board, but that defense isn't stopping our offense unless JJ Watt comes back into his prime, rocks up in his uh, in his Oilers jersey and thinks uh, thinks this is an opportunity to have the game of his life and just completely annihilates our right tackle um, spot. Whoever takes it. I just can't. I can't see us not scoring thirty-five plus points in this game. I really can't. Um, so I can't. And I can't see them outscoring that, to be honest. So I think we'll have enough for them. It will just very much depend on what the defense turns up or what defense turns up, and whether they can stop Murray Hopkins. I've got. I'm not actually worried about their running game. I think Chase Edmonds is a decent player, but outside of that, I also think they're struggling. Um, James Connor's a bit. Possibly a bit under the radar as a pickup. I mean, he he looked good in Pittsburgh for a while, um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's aging a bit more. Running backs, well, other unless you're called Derek Henry, you decline a bit generally with age. Um, he didn't look quite so good the last year or two, um, but he, you know, he we know he can do can do special things. Um, doesn't so. give me nightmares though. Doesn't no, doesn't, no. doesn't make me sit there thinking, oh, yeah, James Conner's definitely going going to go and run. 200 yards in this game it's that's, that's not going to happen it's going to be you know a bit of chase edmonds a bit of connor they'll, they'll move them around a bit my, my my biggest fear is is us trying to stop kyler murray throwing the ball 
to, to the extent where he just keeps picking up, scrambling for 10, 15 yards and just keeps picking up first downs. That's my biggest worry about their offense, if I'm honest with you. Not to say that, you know, we all know what Hopkins can do. We've seen enough of him over the years. We all know what some of their other receivers can do. But, yeah, that's my worry is the unpredictability of Kyler Murray and the fact that we've never played against them as well. So we don't really know, bar watching a load of tape, what to expect. Okay. I think unpredictability to me is is right. He could I I'm not fully sold on Kyler Murray personally, um, but there's so many exciting flashes that you see. Um so he he could do some incredible things, but also he could to make some incredible mistakes. So it could it could be a very entertaining game. I kind of agree that we should have we should have enough. Um but week one, who who on earth really knows? Um but in your case, Miles, um presumably it's not if but by how many. Yeah, I, I agree that I think this game has all the potential of being a bit of a shootout, to be honest. I think there's such unpredictability with how our defence is going to start off. Then it might be that we let Cardinals score a few points. I do agree with Greg that I think it's just going to come down to who scores the most points, and I think we just have more opportunity. I'd like to see us actually try and have a bit of a QB spy situation with Murray to almost reduce the chances of him getting these scrambles. Obviously, it's very difficult, as we've seen with Lamar. It's all one good saying we're going to put a spy on there. But I think we're probably going to have a couple of people covering Hopkins. And as long as you don't let him do what I class as like a modern Ben Roethlisberger game where he's just going to be dropping the ball off to receivers and just letting them get nippy yards because of their speed. I think as long as you can reduce that happening, we stand a very good chance. So I think as a matter of probably staying tight, close to the quarterback, making sure we're not letting him scramble, reduce the short plays and like we said every so often he's going to chuck the ball up to Hopkins and no doubt he's going to come up with some amazing play but as long as we can reduce the amount of times that's happening and we're staying disciplined we should have more than enough to uh to outscore them um so yeah I, I could see it being a, a 70 plus score game if I'm honest um but I more than hope that we're closer to the 40 50 points scored than them so I, not, I not really 70 want to... nothing then <laughs> it's not going to be a 6-2 no no I just really want to see our defense just come out and 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 perform which is what worries me about the unpredictability of their offense and the fact that they probably will put points on us because this is this is a big year for this defense you know you look at everything that happened last year and this defense doesn't do well your variable is not going to have the keys to it anymore I don't think generally I think eventually it will be they'll go and hire an experienced DC and tell them to go away and do to do that job and Vrabel will have to lead them to it which I generally think that will happen if this defense doesn't step up this year but it is week one so you you know I'm not going to look at week at the end of week one and if we've got them you know given up 35 points thinking it's the end of the world but there's nothing more that defense is going to want to do than come out of there with conceding as little points as possible um and for me, that's that's the one thing I'd, I want to see, probably even more than the offense just exploding, is I would love to see the defense come away and hold them to, you know, 17 points or or less. Okay, there we go. Fingers crossed for an opening day victory on Sunday. It'd be it's 6 p.m. UK time, not the Sky game. I don't think so. Game pass for for Titans fans. Uh, so. The, the usual, what we're used to. Um, hopefully Game Pass will be ready for week one because that's not always the case, but we'll see. And yeah, uh, hopefully it will uh, will go well. It feels like 
with the schedule, as we discussed, this is it's an important game to win. Um, you don't want to be 0-1 going across to Seattle in week two, that's for sure. You don't, you don't want Jerome Boga referee in it, but we, we have as well. So Yeah, yeah, let's gloss over that. <laughs> right, non-Titans related to finish. Um, well, I'll, I'll quickly kick off. I don't have a, a huge amount. It's, it doesn't seem that very long since we, we last got together. Um, but I had a day at the cricket yesterday, which is good fun until I realised that I can't drink as much beer as I could in my younger days. But other than that, it was all good. Um, Greg, yeah. It was a pathetic excuse of uh, a day's drinking or from Adam's Adam's half, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the point, I don't know, this this never used to happen or I just have other silly <laughs> drinks, but I got to the point, I don't know how many beers it was, but I, it was just the volume. I was just full. Like it wasn't a case of being too drunk or disorderly. It was just a case, I can't, I can't fit any more beer in. Go to the toilet, come back in 10 minutes and then have another one. It work. No, just, just, no, there was just, just no, no more room for beer, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I, Greg and I went to the Oval, we saw England lose, but actually I didn't really mind. It was, it was a good day, day. Yeah. I mean, we, we met some, some quite funny people around us, a lot of Indian fans who seem to have a decent, decent they were happy, about weren't they? them. They were very yeah. happy, which as you would expect, but also... You know, weren't gloating in any way, shape, or form. Which, to be honest with you, for most most cricket games I go to, you end up getting a lot, a lot of that. So, yeah, it was it was a good, enjoyable day, and the weather was glorious for the UK, which really helped. And yeah, now now I don't need to go on holiday because I'm already burnt like a crisp. <laughs> Excellent. Um, did you do? Oh, I don't know if you have anything. Other than that, you want to talk about Greg? I imagine somebody's annoyed you in the last six or seven days. Yeah, I went to the cricket yesterday with some guy. <laughs> um, no, no, I uh, mine's actually. So I was going to use this last week, and uh, this is ironic when we're on an NFL podcast. But I think with NFL jerseys, you can get away with spending a hundred pounds, hundred dollars on a on a jersey, and and not feel like it's absolute bonkers. Because let's face it, the only likelihood is the player you put on the back of your jersey will probably leave before that that ever gets changed huh. but since when have football shirts soccer shirts if you for our american listeners since when have they become like 80 to 100 pounds i i just i'm so used to like in my head football shirts 39.99 that's that's just the football shirt price because obviously they come out every, well, it used to be two years, but it felt like it changed overnight. It just all of a sudden, I was yeah, looking, and someone, yeah. someone, I read something because obviously, with all this stuff going on with Cristiano Ronaldo, they were saying that you, to buy a Cristiano Ronaldo shirt with Ronaldo on the back is a hundred pounds. And I was just like, what? Like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even pay a hundred pounds for a Cristiano Ronaldo shirt signed by Cristiano Ronaldo because I mean, no, they're only 60 pounds edited to avoid being sued. Um, it's a hundred pounds is ridiculous. Like, since when has football shirts been that price? Um, I was gonna say I used to um, work at JJB uh, a long time ago, hum, and it used hum, to be humble brag. <laughs> I mean, in Hunts Cross, it's not trust me. But it used to be forty pound for the shirt, twenty pound for the shorts, ten pound for the socks, there or thereabouts. You could get a full kit for the price now of what you get if you want to be a full kit. Um. But it used to also be £1.50, I think, no, was it £1.50 or £1 for a letter? And like £2 or £2.50 for a number. And I remember when Celtic had Jan Venegor or Hesselink, 
And it's like, yeah, that'll cost you about 100 quid nowadays. But yeah, the, the price, like I said, I, I still continue to buy the Oxford shirt every year just because I think the money's gone into the club. But now, like you said, it's costing, you're getting home and away. It's costing a ridiculous amount of money. Um, this year, I've, I've caved and got the awareness that I'm just going to stick to the away. But now teams are bringing out third kits. And like, if you're a family of having a couple of kids and your kids want the home and away shirt, they want their favourite players, no doubt they probably want the shirt. So you're looking at a small mortgage needing to be taken out just to be able to have your kids wear the match day colours. It's yeah, it's it's I think it's especially bad with the to me, if a kid wants to wear a foot shirt of their team, it should be cheaper. But you're still looking at like forty quid probably for a, a junior to wear a, a Man United shirt, which is just ridiculous. If you if you get if you get an away shirt or a third shirt and your team is wearing it I mean, because to be honest, you, know, you could with a third shirt in particular. Your team could only wear it once or twice a season in an actual game. Yeah, it's just, yeah. point, it's just pointless. But yeah, it's I, I literally was looking at it from the Cristiano Ronaldo perspective, and because they were saying about how shirt sales, you know, won't be everything because apparently Adidas or whoever is their kit supplier actually take the majority of the profit from from shirt sales, and and that's why prices are getting hiked up. But I'm proud to support Stevenage, and they're still forty pounds. So fair oh, play good. to Stevenage. Good for them, absolutely. It's something that America gets right and we don't over here. So, you know, in, in the NFL, you might get a uniform change once a generation or twice a generation. Um, but the only issue is if a player leaves or changes their number. I don't but I don't want to go down the number rabbit hole here. Um, but but you could be a baseball fan and just buy a baseball shirt. Is it, is it called a shirt? The top, whatever. Um, jersey. Jersey, what, yeah. yeah, jersey. You buy a baseball jersey and without a name and number, and it won't ever change. Yeah. So you could justify spending a hundred quid on that, and a lot of them look really good. And um, but where, yeah, where it and it, you said it used to be forty quid. It also used to be they'd only change it every two or every three two years. years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not anymore. So uh, every year there's a new home shirt, there's a new away shirt, there's a new third shirt. You know, as, as a parent, you know, I want you want to buy the, my kids. A new shirt every now and then, but it's it's a lot, it's a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although the new Spurs away shirt, um, is, well, I thought so. <laughs> um, yeah, family don't. They're uh, pretty excited by that. It's actually grown on me weirdly. I don't want to admit it because I'm stubborn. I like to just say it's horrendous. You're an old man, Adam. That can't so, that yeah. can't grow on you. Yeah, I know. Um, right, M- Miles, non-times related. Yeah, I was I was sort of having quite a good uh, week from the last podcast. So I was I was thinking, oh no, I'm not going to have anything for uh, non-times because obviously this is all I think about in my life. Um, You're allowed to have a positive thought. Oh, is, yeah, well, I, I did almost have one you? until to yeah. until well, once in a while, Greg. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> but luckily, I say luckily. Today I experienced what I realised was something that's probably affected me a lot longer than it has, and I've just let it sort of pass and I don't know if Greg has the same uh, experience with this but um, I want to talk about the height of car park roofs or ceilings and that I've realised that all car park ceilings I hit my head on when I'm walking and I've only noticed to this moment that I actually have to duck Um, so you you know they have like little pillars every so often this might be a north thing for all I know but I've noticed pillars are generally important they the the kind of 
Oh, I'm sure they're very important. Structurally important, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's the reason my car's still upright in the car park. But I've, I noticed that when I got out of the car and I was walking towards the centre, happened to be in Manchester today, that I had to duck to walk out of the car park to the, uh, it was in the Arndale shopping centre. But then I also realised, actually, this could just be about ceilings. Because in the Arndale, I also had to duck just to walk down the stairs actually it might just be a height thing but my plan was to complain about the height of car park ceilings that they were too low and um again it might just be uh because i happen to be quite tall but i mean god forbid if like a, a, a i don't know an american basketballer decided to come on a trip to the uk and try and walk through the shopping center um staircases but yeah so that was all it was i was other than that, it's been a good week, so I guess I can try and end it on the positive and say it's been quite good. I've been really looking forward to the season starting. Um, I get to see the dreamy Harry on Thursday, which I know most people on the podcast uh, fans will dream about. I mean, we should we should run that as a competition, shouldn't we? You get to you get to meet the transatlantic dreamboat himself. Just we, a, a meal for two, we, or you can pick <laughs> which one you want to uh, you want to you want to meet. <laughs> That that poll is like ninety nine percent dreamboat, and then yeah, basically I'm I'm voting for myself, and that's it. <laughs> I'm not voting for myself. Um, uh, dreamboat. To me, so that's the meet really what I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was it was it was rather rather niche, but um, that sums up non-times, I guess. But no, I just noticed that I I was ducking everywhere I go, and I sort of started. It's now made me realise that actually I do it consciously everywhere. But then when you've had a drink, you don't do it. And that's when you hit your head and your ears because your your brain's not ticking doing it. I'm going to help you out from getting a cut on your head. I moved, I, moved, I moved house two months ago and I'm still trying to get used to the lights in my house that dangle down. And I've not quite got used to the fact that they're there and hit my head on a regular basis. Uh, and I'm pretty sure also... Um, I think my spine's probably quite curved now from the amount of times I have to just constantly just wilt to make sure I can get through doors without without hitting the top of my head. So yeah, I feel your pain there, Miles, one hundred percent. You've both grown too tall. Um you, you just shrunk over it with your age, Adam, don't worry about it. Uh, no, I was ne- I was never as tall as you guys. Um luckily for me. Um my only car no, we don't have time for my car park gripes today. Um I think that's uh, <laughs> that's more than enough of that. Um yeah, enjoy week one, everybody. Um it's it's hopefully going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be full stadiums again, which is huge. Um, NFL is going to be be normal again, whatever that is. Um, there'll be London games in a few weeks. Yeah, it's all happening. Um, excitement. NFL is back. The Titans are back. Um, yeah, and we'll be back next week. And yeah, in fact, before we go, hit us up at Transatlantic TN. Um, if, well, firstly, if you want to be on, if you want to come on and chat Titans with us. Um, one or two people might, maybe, maybe not. I wouldn't blame you. Um, if you fancy that, that let us know. Um, always, you know, always welcome other opinions. Obviously, um, let us know what you'd like more of or less of. Um, less car park gripes, maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah. In the meantime, we'll chat in a week. And oh, as always, tighten up. Tighten up.